got bills again. Sorry, Colin. You got <laughs> I didn't mean to swear. I promise. It's okay. I'll tell you. But... <laughs> I mean, sorry. like, God isn't that bad. Sebastian, um... is that your phone right there? No, of course not. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Hey, what's up, pimps and pimpettes? And welcome to another edition of the Flag on the Play podcast with the homies. We got myself, Colin, and Tim, the boys of lies. And we are presented by SpaceX, G Fuel, and the Schumacher Auto Group. And now, with the slate of weeks 1 through 18 completely white clean, we begin anew in the 2022-2023 NFL Playoffs. First, we had an amazing time with the Dolphins, almost finally not being a playoff punching bag and warm-up game for whoever they play. The Niners then showed us why they're heavy Super Bowl favorites. And we got the Jags watching the Chargers choke and not even trying to give them the Heimlich maneuver once. Oh, and uh, Lawrence is still undefeated on Saturdays. Very nice. Oh, man. The Giants proved Dayball to be coach of the year. Wall showing the Vikes are still frauds. And Tom Brady got sent to an early retirement. Again. And Dak got the monkey off his back, so... Before we get too ahead of ourselves, let's get into the lightning round. The playoffs are here. Frauds are exposed. Coaches get fired and everyone goes home disappointed except for one team. Super wildcard weekend got off to a rip-roaring start with Purdy like a Brockstar showing he's here to stay. The Niners handle business against Seattle, but the Hawks didn't go down without a fight. Geno and DK had a big first half but sputter in the second. McCaffrey dominates the ground and Purdy shows that he can take Sanford wherever they want to go, baby. The Jags advance after the second largest comeback in postseason history. After turning the ball over five times in one half, Trevor Lawrence becomes Goku and erases a 27-0 lead, winning 31-30 in the last second field goal. Somehow, Staley didn't get fired. Allen and the Bills survive and advance a surprisingly tight game. Skylar Thompson tosses the rock 42 times, completing 19 of them. The Finns' opportunistic defense props up the score. Bills win 34-31 in a dogfight. The Vikings are exposed once and for all. Kirk Cousins pisses himself at night thinking about Daniel Dollars, who led the Giants in passing and rushing en route to a 31-24 win. Dayball is a coach of the year, and the New York has a QB they can build around. Sam Hubar and his hometown Bengals clutch over a win over division rival Baltimore and a miracle punch scoop and score from their own yard line lifts Cincy over the Ravens and they're on to the divisional round and finally Brady may have sang his last song and it was sad the Cowboys decimate the Bucks with Dak throwing an efficient night with three touchdowns to the air he had another ground and Brady struggles mightily the boys went 31 to 14 and that is your NFL wildcard weekend lightning round Ooh. Hey, that, was, that was pretty good I felt like the spit in my mouth, like starting to build up. I was trying really hard not just spit all over my computer. So hopefully it didn't sound too uh, sloppy (laughs) on the other end. Pretty good. So word up. Shall we talk about the only winning Florida team of the week? Yeah. Colin, Uh, give it to us. Well, you know, I went to the Jaguars week uh, 18 game against the Titans. And 
yeah, we that game was ugly. The Jaguars pulled it out. It was a lot of fun. Great game. Uh, not for the offense. So I, that's why I was really surprised when we came back and won because our offense looked so bad against the Titans. Um, so, you know, the, the game started off. Trevor Lawrence threw two picks and like two plays. Just really, really terrible. Um, and I mean, you know, one of them kind of wasn't his fault. It got a pass deflect. The second one was nasty, really bad. The third one, come on, man. And then, you know, fourth, you're just like, please end my suffering. And it's just like, you know what? At least we made the playoffs. You know, we, we did something, you know, we tried, we did it. We got there and there's something to build on. And then I remembered Brandon Staley is still coaching the other team. So we're probably <laughs> you're never really out of it. Yeah. So no, and not just that, have, not out of it, that we actually bad. have a, we should still be favored at that point. Even up <laughs> 27, they are still bad. Um, and I was right. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence came out and he showed why he was the first overall pick, you know, four tubbies there, um, you know, one right before halftime. But that that was definitely necessary going into the locker room to show we can do it. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, the team identity changed. They rallied. I don't know what was said at halftime or, or you know, what mentality shift was needed, but it worked. They came out firing on all cylinders. The defense played great. And... <laughs> You know, they did decently well, as well as you could ask of them in the first half, considering he gave up the ball, you know, inside of his own 50, like three times, you know. So it, it, it was definitely a rough game in the first. It, it was why, you know, games go to the end, because the first half, one team won, the second half, the other team won, and just two different games completely. So you got to tape your hat to Dougie P. Man has you know, cojones of steel running that, that uh, triple running back play on fourth and one. Oh, that man, was an that amazing was nasty. play. That I, was great know, I was like, I thought it was going to be a sneak and they all just push Lawrence and then they hand the ball to Etienne. He's off for like 30 yards. I was like, oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, and he stayed in bounds, kept running the clock. Uh, it was delicious. Chef's kiss. So, Well, Brandon Staley has no concept of time management. Oh, my God. It's so bad. I don't know what his deal is but i said this last year on the podcast too i am a big proponent of him being fired uh when they lost to rick rick basacha last year because he called timeout and basacha was gonna let it tie and then the chargers would have gone to the playoffs and instead basacha was like no now i'm gonna kick because i hate you uh you know that staley should have been fired then and there on the spot give him a year later same thing happens. He loses it in the clutch. So Spot him a cool 27 points. Jags oh. had him right where they want him because they knew that Jay Herbo and Brandon Staley were going to choke it big yep. time. Yep. So that, that was a great game. It was, it was awesome. I don't want to pin all the blame. Well, I do. I want to pin 98% of the blame on Staley because he's garbage. I'm putting the other 2% on Herbert. He had Ooh. to make a play there. He had to Remember? make a play. Remember? Yeah, he needed to make... If he got one more third down conversion, if he got five more yards to kick a field goal, the Chargers would have won. But he couldn't. He he didn't get it done. Uh, you could probably blame a lot of that again on Staley for playing uh, Mike Williams last week and getting him hurt. So they were down a big weapon this week. It's it's really embarrassing. I don't know how you don't clean house you know, uh, for everybody. After I, that. I don't think I've ever seen a game where there's been five. You've been in a plus five turnover margin 
like the Jaguars didn't get any turnovers off the Chargers, and um, still lost. I you know what? I I don't. I don't even know if that's possible. I I've got to take. I've got to take. Go ahead. This is a blowout victory for the Jaguars. All of the Chargers' points came off Jags' turnovers. None of them were were devised of their own schemes. This is a blowout win for the Jags. All those twenty-seven points. All Jags. I think they got that one field goal not off turnover. Yeah, so really, this is a 31-3 to game. Go Jags. Go Jags. Go Jags. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Bills-Dolphins, take it away, Seabass. I will not lie to you. Uh, at 17-0, and I took a small nap. And when <laughs> I woke up, it was 20-17, to and I was like, oh, all right, I guess we're not going to be punching bags today. And so I watched the whole second half. Oof, Zach Seeler is an animal. Pay that man. Mm. He's going to be an all an all pro, pro, possibly pro bowler, all pro type for the next two or three years, hopefully. Oh man, defense was that defense gave the offense so many chances, and they sold so hard in the fourth quarter. Skylar Thompson, like wh- what was it, nineteen of forty two? Yeah, nineteen of forty two. Dude, I I hate to be that guy because I'm a Dolphins fan, so I'm be that guy, but. We had that boy. And that boy. We're <clears throat> flying Hawaiian Tagovailoa. We probably win that game. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't even like a last second field goal this time that the, the Bills won by. Just we couldn't, or I shouldn't say we, the Dolphins couldn't produce points in the last 10 minutes. You get a field goal. You get one measly field goal, and you get an extra 15 minutes to try to stop them and get another field goal yourself. So, yeah, I, I mean, think... Josh Allen also was not very good either. No. I, I credit that to the defense. They they took they took that last game personally. They well, like, you know, he had some great throws like down down the field. He oh, had that one game. Davis Howard was amazing. Yeah, Howard got burned really bad, but then those two picks were both pretty bad on him. Yeah, that, that one that the first pick to Howard, he just he just sailed that ball. Yeah. And then the second one was literally a deflection. But then that Sweet, sweet fumble recovery for a touchdown. But the the most painful thing was um, Singletary's first down. And for the people at home, all eight of you that probably listen to this podcast, you can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes around the first down because it was not. So, but really, hey. I thought the most painful part was that they couldn't get a playoff with 51 seconds. They took 51 seconds, let the clock wind yeah. all the way down, take a delay that, of game, and fourth and one, lose caller. it. That's a rookie Ugh. play caller. That, McDaniel, well, that's on we, you. We literally have a rookie play caller, so. Yeah, yeah I, I get that. I get that you're down so, to your you third know, string I, quarterback, you know, I, but come I'll on. I'll say it like this. We're closer to the top than I thought we were a week ago. You know what I mean? Like, I want to say the Dolphins are in the upper echelon of top eight teams, but I'm saying the gap isn't as wide as I thought it was. So what you're saying is that the Bills are actually just mediocre, which I can agree with. Yeah. Sure. They they're mid. The Bills are mid. They are only carried by Josh Allen heroics. And even then he'll be turning the ball over the time. They got Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. They don't got anybody else. Their coach is mid. The entire organization is mid. They're gonna choke big time to the Bengals this week. And we're never gonna have to hear about these god bills again. Sorry, Colin. You got to- <laughs> I didn't mean to swear. I promise. <laughs> it's okay. I'll kill you, but <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry. like, God isn't that bad. Sebastian, is that your phone right there? No, of course not. 
<laughs> you idiot. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the Bengals, Bengals-Ravens come away with a late one. This was a really close game the entire way through. This uh, Ravens defense came to play. Uh, they shut down Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins for the good part of the entire game. And it really sits up nicely for the Ravens with a first and goal at about their own three-yard line. They go with the quarterback sneak. Instead of going into the pile, Tyler Huntley takes it over the top, all five, eight of them. Uh, he's about three feet short of the goal line. Sam Hubar punches it out, grabs the ball off the ground, and takes it 98 yards for a touchdown. And that was the, eventually the winning score of the game. So, Crazy you know- ending. I don't think this game was super entertaining. Uh, it was kind of ugly to watch. I think that Lamar Jackson deserves better than that team because the wide receivers just continuously show that they're bad. And they the Ravens had a, had a good receiver since Anquan Bolden, and Lamar wasn't yeah. even there for Anquan Bolden. Yeah, and Steve Smith. And you're like, bro, you have an MVP caliber player. You can't keep him healthy, like with a good offensive line. You can't keep, you know, you can't keep wide to be receivers. Fair, the Ravens did have a good offensive line, but they all kept getting injured. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, they're, they're just, they have the most injury-prone team. And it's been like this, what, two or three years now that they've been so yeah. injury-prone? I mean, since, this is since the 14-2 and two season. You know, it sucks. It sucks for them. Like, I'm not going to, you know, say that you can't, you shouldn't be getting injured. Obviously, that's not, uh, you know, feasible thing to say just i don't know maybe the front office needs to overhaul or they need to reset or something but lamar i think lamar is wasting his career there to be honest mm-hmm. they uh, need to hand the freaking ball to jk dobbins are you kidding me they kept yeah, putting in has, gus edwards he's good yes he too much talent for them to and i know he was injured too but the, he has too much talent for them to be relying on tyler huntley to be sneaking that ball in i mean come on Especially from the two yard line, that's just dumb. It you was even, it was a bad call. You wouldn't even have like Aaron Rodgers, you know, a QB sneak master do that. I mean, mm. that's just stupid. So let's move on. That game sucked. <laughs> you don't want to talk any Bengals that they look, no. kind of looked a little fraudy. No, they, no, they, they looked bad, fine. but they they, they right. look bad. But it's I a was, playoff game. This is where this is like where all the teams are good now. Even all right. teams all right. are good. All right. Well, let's. I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's that time. It's about that time! Wrong segment, Sebastian. First, we have to cleanse our souls. Oh! Oh, that feels good. I feel so relaxed. I feel, after this super wild card weekend, I feel that I need to get stepped down from the testosterone and all the amped up energy. It's time to kick back, relax, and really soak up the misery this past week with everyone's favorite segment, haikus. That hurt. Let's stop with the Hawks and the Niners. The Seahawks snuck in, sniffed around, caused a ruckus, digged down by Big Brock. Yeah, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> Herbert's fate seal. Playoff chokes. And huge leads blown. 
Thanks to Coach Staley. Finns make it a game. Mike McDaniel hits a fat B. Ultimately gets squished. Squished. Wait, did he really? Yeah, he hit a, a huge vape on the sideline. Birds need four inches. I like how you all say who barred like me now. Yes. Oh god. It's that time of the week again. Time to get out of your cigars and celebrate your victory or your losses. The super wildcard weekend left us all leaving with just needing a little bit more free form. So we'll hand it over to our main man, Sebastian, for our segment we like to call Freeform with a Sebastian. It was Supercard Weekend. Or wait, no, it was Super Wildcard Weekend. And for some teams, it was the end. The Vikings proved to be fraudulent, and the Bills proved to be pretty good. While the Dolphins also seemed like they weren't going to be a punching bag for once, the Ravens, they hit the ground with a great big thud. As... Sam Hubbard ran the ball back, just like Zach Sealer. Big guy touchdowns, I'm all for it. <clears throat> the boys, finally getting that monkey off their back, taking Tom Brady down to the woodshed and giving him a whack. Ooh. Brady's gonna go back to retirement in a big old home all alone. Giselle oh. took the kids and went on on. The 49ers came to play while the Seahawks, well, they just decided to draw and chop. The first half, they looked fine like they were going to fly, but then the Niners clipped their wings while they sang. Mm. Mm. These wild calls are pretty fun, but how could I forget? The Jaguars watching the Chargers choke. Oh man, their spirit was yoked. Dougie P making it be the Jaguars are seeming they're on the right track to be a good team. Ooh. And this is the end of my rhymes for the wildcard weekend time. Come back next week for the divisional round where it'll be quite a great sound. Have a good weekend. Very nice. You were prepared this week. You brought the heat, the bars, no, all of I it. I wasn't. The super card right weekend the line was the only the super wildcard weekend line was the only one I knew. Nice hustle. Thank I you. liked it. I think you did great. Less less sad boy hours. More turkeys. It's turkey boy hour. <laughs> Give me that gobble. Yes! 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 Give it to me! Oh! Oh! Thank you. Well, 
We had a lot of choices this week. You could have gone with Tommy. You could have gone with Byron Leftwich. You could have gone with Tyler Huntley. You could have had a lot of picks this week, but there's really only one man worthy of the distinction of Turkey of the Week for Super Wildcard Weekend, and that man is Brandon Staley. He finds himself up 27-0 over the Jacksonville Jaguars, arguably the worst team that made the that came out of the AFC into the playoffs this year. No. <laughs> I said arguably. I don't agree with that argument. I was just putting it out there. Some people no. said that. <laughs> he finds himself up 27-0 after Trevor Lawrence has thrown the ball uh, four picks in one half and a muff punt to boot. Give that five turnovers in one half. The Chargers had this one gift wrapped to them. And what does he do? He blows it. He goes in there and he starts slinging the ball over, making sure you know, Her- Herbert's throwing the ball 62 times a game. They're already up 27 nothing. But they got Austin Eckler. They've got their a couple linemen back. But let's just keep throwing it. We, now we're missing Mike Williams. I know that our fastest guy is a 50-year-old Keenan Allen. But let's just keep throwing it and throwing it and throwing it in bit by bit. Claw by claw, inch by inch, the Jaguars come crawling back. Trevor Lawrence has the game of his life perfectly, even as all things should be. Four inch, four touchdowns, and the Jaguars come screaming back. And what can Brandon Staley do in response? Nothing. All he, he manages a measly, a measly three points in the second half. This Chargers team has been the worst team in the second half of all year long. And in the playoffs, it's just worse. Brandon Staley keeps his job. Joe Lombardi takes the fall. And we're all subjected to this torture for a whole other year, especially Justin <laughs> Herbert. Someone needs to rescue him because, Brandon Staley, you're not only the turkey of the week, you're the turkey of the year. <laughs> I think the uh, my other shout-out would be a non-playoff team, the Arizona Cardinals. I'll just give them a little... Because uh, they fired Cliff Kingsbury after extending him five years for some reason. Oh, that's uh, bad. And now he's going to go live in Thailand. So Yeah, he's got I a one-way ticket. Good, good for him, I guess. I don't know. Make that money, man. But well, shoot, he, no, they got to pay him. They still got to pay him. So I he's know. Gonna be, that, he's going to be living like a billionaire in Thailand. Make that money, man. So, yeah, the Cardinals, you're also turkeys. But you also didn't make the playoffs or even close. So, you know. All right. Let's get those Stone Cold Locks going. I'm ready. It's time to win that money back from that bozo at the poker table with definitely counting cards. It's time for Sebastian's Stone Cold Locks of the Century of the Week. Hmm. Offer some of that sweet, sweet money solicited gambling advice. Hit me in, baby. Mm. And we welcome you back to another segment of my Sebastian. That's S E B A S T I A N. Not O N, not E N, I A N. Cold, Stone Cold Locks of the Week. Mm-hmm. Now, our first Stone Cold Lock of the Week is a simple one. We've got the Jaguars over the Chiefs. Jaguars. Dude, if this, happens, if this happens, you know, like, boys, whoo, whoo, uh, 
I don't know. I may have to marry that man. That Waffle Dude. House man. Yeah, Waffle House. Y'all see that? <laughs> you can take the Duval out of me, but you can't take it out of Trevor Lawrence. Oh. <laughs> what do they do? Oh, <clears throat> Duval. Duval. Yes. But continuing on, why, you may ask? Because on one side, you got Andy Reid, a man who did indeed get a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. But then on the other side, you got the man, the myth, the legend, Dougie P, who did what Reid could not win a Super Bowl in Philly. Now, if you thought that bag of tricks he was pulling out against the Chargers all he had, I guarantee now, that bag is a lot deeper than we can see. So, I like the Jaguars' chances here. They literally have nothing to lose. Nothing. Literally nothing to lose. Yeah, we already peaked, so we just keep on peaking every week now. Let's they go. Are, they are that that one Vietnamese soldier that's backed up against 30 Americans that just goes ham because, well, he's going to die anyway. So, yeah. Next. I don't know why you chose that reference. Bro. Yeah, okay. I like Next. that one. We got the Bengals over the Bills. Why? Because right now, the Bengals are a better version of the Dolphins. Better quarterback, better receivers. I don't know about a better O-line, but a, 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 a defense probably about the same. I can't, I can't put their defense over, but I like what they do. I like how they get to the quarterback. I like, I like everything. So give me Jermaine, Joe Shiesty, Bruno. And the Bungles over the Billy Bob Thorntons. Jermaine! For my last Stone Cold game lock, we've got the New York football giants over the Eagles. Why? Because even in the playoffs, this is a classic trap game. And again, you've got the ultimate overachievers and the Giants that are doing things they were not supposed to do against probably the first or second best team in the NFL right now. So, I. I could be wrong, and the Giants could go out there and get smoked by five touchdowns, or I could be definitely right, and they go out there and beat the Eagles by three to seven points. So, Giants over the Eagles. Count it, lock it, and love it. Finally, and now, for my final lock of Wild Card Weekend, we have Brian Dayball winning Coach of the Year. This will extend yeah. the mm-hmm. Coach of the Year. Why? Well, I mean, look at the Giants, bro. They literally just won a playoff game. They couldn't do that with Coughlin, OBJ, Eli Manning, and a good offense a couple years ago. Stupid boat picture. Now, you got Saquon Barkley running people over. You got Danny Dimes running people over. You got the defense humming. Kayvon Thibodeau doing snow angels while people are injured type stuff. (laughs) Did you see him doing the gritty on the Vikings mascot or the Vikings 50-yard line? Like the logo? Oh, my God. It was fun. The only the only thing funnier than that was was uh, was um, Mike Jacecki and his ski daddle because that wasn't no gritty ski daddle. God, so, I love Kasiki. That would be my stone cold locks of the century of the week. Count it, book it, you get it. Very nice. Daniel Jones has quietly turned into a good quarterback. Like yes, I think he's just regular good now. He's throwing to. To freaking Richie James and some other bums. Darius Slayton, he's not that much of a bum, but he's not throwing to much of anything and he's tossing for 300 yards and putting another 70 on the ground. He's, uh, he's legit. Give me that 300. All right. 
I think it's time to do our predictions. There's only a few games this week, so <laughs> let's start it with the Jaguars Chiefs, baby. Saturday, 425. I'm going to take, shoot, I don't know, because it's Stone Cold Lock. But anytime I pick the Jaguars, they always be losing. So I got to pick the Chiefs here. I'd rather this the one, Jags win and me miss the call. That makes sense. A, a good old hedge right there. Yeah. Uh, this one's tough. Trevor Lawrence is uh, undefeated on Saturday. I like that stat a lot. He's clutch at it. Um, but you're going against Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead with Andy Reid. It's hard to pick against it. Um, I, I think I have to go Chiefs um, just because, you know, it's the freaking Chiefs. But Jaguars will cover the spread. How about that? What's the spread? Like 14. 14? <laughs> Jeez. I don't even know. If I we'll forgot they're going to be in the sea of the Red Sea. Yeah. Too late. It's already Stone Cold Lock. You it's a Stone picked- Cold Lock. No backpedal. Oh, no, no. I just, I, I'm still going to keep it. I don't backpedal. I just forgot. And plus, the Red Sea, that belongs to the Chiefs now after the debauchery that was the Cardinals and the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl. They are now the Red Sea. The Calgary Ooh. Flames are going to have a problem with that one. Calgary Flames. Nobody cares about hockey. Move on. <laughs> All right. Giants, we got the, the Giants-Eagles uh, coming off a of bye. The Eagles playing against the Giants, arguably the worst team coming out of the NFC. Ugh. I don't know. Shoot. Sebastian, go. <laughs> uh, Giants are going to win because of the reasons I told you in the Stone Cold Lock. All so right. count it, book it, play it. Giants. I'm going to pick the Eagles because they always lose when I pick them. I only picked them like five times this year, and they lost like three out of the five times. They only lost three games. So, shoot, I'm going to pick them. I want the Giants to win the Super Bowl. It'd be a a huge meme. I mean, I want the Jaguars to win. But how hilarious would it be if it was the the Giants versus the Jaguars? That'd be like the worst Super Bowl ever. It'd be the greatest Super Bowl ever. It'd also be the most Giants Super Bowl ever. It'd be the greatest, worst Super Bowl ever. It'd be be awesome. The Giants only ever make the Super Bowl when nobody expects them to. They always the have Super a good D-line. Yeah, whenever they're mid, like Eli would go on a run, and the, yeah. D, the D-line would Isn't be Isn't that how they well. got like their Super Bowls? Like the wins? Yeah, yeah that's exactly that's how, how they got, got the wins. Like and, yeah. And so uh, it's – and they're always in like the wild card spot. They never make the Super Bowl when they win their division. So there's a lot of karma around these, these Giants. They have a kind of team of destiny feel to them. Um, which even though Daniel game, Jones bad, I don't know. He's kind of good. He's been playing no. really well uh, over this the, the, this last these last couple of weeks. Um, the Giants back the gave the bad. Eagles That's all they can handle, but still, Eagles. We haven't seen them in a week. They've got a, a week for Jalen Hurts to heal up. Um, they're gonna have their entire O line back. It's uh, I'm gonna go Eagles. I know yeah. I said a lot about the Giants to pick the Eagles, but hey, give me the Giants, baby. I just all like right, Bengals, Bills, Timbo. All right. The Bills uh, had a really close win against Miami. Uh, it's a division game, so you can chalk that one up. I think a lot to it to familiarity. Mike McDaniel knows these Bills well. The Bills know the Dolphins well. And, you know, it turns into into that, despite being down to a third-string quarterback. The Bengals, same thing. They went against division rival Baltimore. So you kind of have two sides of the same coin between the Bengals and the Bills. They went against familiar opponents. The games were closer than they should have been. Um, But I like what the Bengals do as a team more. I don't really trust the Bills' running game. It's been better than it has been. Um, But I I like that uh, the Bengals have a lot more options. They're not stuck to just digs. They can go to Chase. They can go to Higgins. They can go to Mixon. 
Boyd, I think they have more options and and ways to win than Buffalo does. Buffalo is, you know, incredibly dominant at what they do. But I I like Cincinnati's multifaceted nature. I'm going to take Cincinnati here. Yeah, I want Cincinnati. They they look like they were better when the DeMar Hamlin game happened. They were driving down and already up 7-3. I think uh, the Bengals are the better team. And the Bills are kind of fraudulent looking. Uh, they almost lost to Skylar Thompson. So give me 19 of 42. Yeah. Yeah. So I will take this last one. Also give me the Bengals as well. Now I will take this last one. We've got the classic, classic, the catch. Uh, some other ones. <laughs> that, that one in 95 that stopped the Cowboys from getting a three-peat. Yeah, I was there. Many, many classic battles and we get another classic one with the juggernaut niners versus the almost juggernaut cowboys i i don't know i could see this game going either way but i think the most hilarious thing would be if maher gets every single point for the cowboys this game you know what that I mean? would be really funny that'd be hilarious but i digress i it's tough to pick this game because both defenses are looking especially crisp right now McCaffrey's running well. Pollard and uh, Ezekiel Elliott are running well. Brock Brock Purdy's looking like Steve Young, Joe Montana type mold type stuff going on. Brack. Um, it's tough. It's a tough one to choose, but ah man, you know, at the end of the day, I got to give it to the Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's gonna be the Niners winning. I think they're gonna lean heavier on their run game, and I think they're gonna be able to tear the Cowboys apart. I'm going to pick the Niners, and I'm going to pick them for one reason only, because I think Mike McCarthy is not a good good current NFL coach. I think the Cowboys have an amazing roster, especially the defense, but the wide receivers, the running backs, even Dak is good. Um, Mike McCarthy can't, I don't think he can win in a modern NFL. He's a coach of the past. That being said, I think the Niners will win. And I think the Niners will go on to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl as well, unless it's against the Chiefs, in which case they'll lose, maybe. I don't know. We'll see in a couple weeks. But I think the Niners are the best team left, even with Brock Purdy starting. So give me that Niners win. You say even with Brock Purdy starting as if it's a bad thing. I think it's a great thing that Brock Purdy starting. He's better than any quarterback they have. Give me the Niners. Well, I'm just saying, even with the last quarterback in that draft, rookie, you know, starting quarterback, he is playing great. He's playing great. It's awesome to watch. I love it. Love it. Love it. Give me the Niners. Iowa State legend, Brock Purdy. Love it. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Is that it, guys? That's it. We we blitzed through that. Look at what happens when we only have a few games to talk about. Yeah, thanks, David, for nothing. Boo, David. Boo. Boo. Remember when David thought Herbert was good? (laughs) See, we can say whatever we want because David can't can't defend himself because he's not here. Hey, Colin, you better edit this so that way we don't have like the record scratch and then David come and be like, hello, everybody. This is David from Flag on the Play podcast. And Tim (laughs) is an idiot. (laughs) He will do it. So, Colin, you got to do it for us, bro. Come on, please. I'll try. Oh, yeah, thank you. All right, anyway, Midbert, Midbert, White QB Ranger, Tua, the Flying Hawaiian Tagovailoa. I love okay. it. Colin, bring us out of here. Get us out of here. All right. If it lets me play, here we Follow go. Follow us on Spotify. Oh.
Follow us on Spotify. Answer the question. Share everything on your Instagram stories. Insert Tell your mother I said hello.